0: Welcome to the Recover You Podcast with Kyleen and Patrick Terjean. It's here that we talk about sex addiction, betrayal trauma, mental, emotional, and physical health, faith, and anything and everything needed to recover you to your most authentic self that God created you to be. Welcome everyone to another episode of Recover You. I'm so excited. This is a special episode with Megan Barrett, and I'm really looking forward to introducing you to her today and to talk about how understanding your human design can actually help you communicate more effectively to others, including your partner, and how learning about your partner's human design can really dramatically improve the communication between the two of you. So human design is something that I've talked about very briefly a couple of times uh, on the show. And I always sort of introduce it like, ooh, this is a little woo, like just bear with me. But I've kind of been wanting to share like how this, you know, learning about this has really impacted my understanding of myself. And so I'm really excited to to do a little bit of a deeper dive on it for anybody whose interest has been piqued in some of my past episodes. So let me introduce you to Megan. Megan is a master practitioner in NLP and quantum time technique and is working towards a certification in human design. One way she uses her gifts and talents is inside her coaching business with her clients. Megan's unique coaching approach combines subconscious reprogramming, human design, and her vast experience as an online business owner to move you forward in your life and business to reach your goals in a way that is aligned and fun for you. And I can attest to that because not only are we friends, we also went through a lot of the same certifications, except I I didn't. Not pursue human design like you did, which is, I love learning this from you. And um, we've worked together uh, in a couple different capacities. We were each other's um, partners for the training where I did uh, subconscious reprogramming on you and you did it on me. And then uh, we kind of learned about each other and kind of helped each other through some emotional blocks. and uh, And then you began working as a business coach and I was like, this is perfect. She's human design. She does QTT and subconscious reprogramming. And I want to keep doing that for myself as I work on my business. And I was like, this is just awesome. So, so now we're working together in that capacity. So it's just been, it's been great getting to know you and, and uh, pick your brain and, and you do, you really make it fun because it's so personalized. And I think it really is an integration of that human design aspect where you get to learn like what your friends and your family and your clients, um, how they act and think and and why, really what's underneath that. And then personalize your advice to them in that capacity. So yeah, it's just, I like you so much and I'm so glad we're friends.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kylene. Yeah. That was a
0: great introduction. Thanks for
1: having me on your podcast. I have listened to your podcast. I love your podcast and really just big fan of everything you're doing.
0: Thank you. Oh, and let's not forget to mention your podcast. That wasn't in your bio. So just briefly That's mention true. that it's brand new. It is. It's a little
1: baby. Yeah. So um, it's called the Redeeming Roots podcast. And it's just kind of where I'm sharing different parts and pieces of just everything I've learned, my own experience. I'm going to be interviewing other people, just really how you know how it's time to really dig deeper. Like a lot of times people just don't even know like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is a limiting belief that's causing me to act in this way and just giving you really hopefully practical tips and tools and um, just helping you see the positive side of like what can be. I think a lot of times we get living in our own worlds of like, well, this just must be what my life is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you've kind of done some of this work
0: and you see the other side, it's like, whoa, Yeah,
1: everybody needs to know this. So um, that's yeah. really what the podcast is there for.
0: Yeah, well, I have been listening and it is also amazing. So go check that out. And it's, it is Redeeming Roots podcast, correct? Yes. It's the Redeeming Roots podcast. It should be on all
1: the players. If it's not, let me know.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So let's get into communication and what this looks like because uh, before, actually, let me rewind. I'm going to correct my own self. Let's start before that. Let's talk about human design and what it is because like I said, I've only briefly mentioned it. And I do think that there is a thought when people hear stuff like this, where if you hear the word chart or if you hear um, that in order to get your human design, you have to have your birthday and where you were born to get that information, that this is some sort of divination or future telling or something that on a spiritual level from a Christian perspective would not be acceptable or you know just not be something you'd wanna jump into. So as a Christian, to a Christian who also uses human design, and we've kind of thought about this on ourselves and asked these questions, can you briefly just share what is it actually and um, your perspective on that? from, from a faith-based background.
1: Absolutely. So, um, my favorite definition of human design is that it's, it's called the science of differentiation, um, which I just love that because it really, it's just a way to see how you are different from people around you, how people around you are different than you. And when you think about communication, especially, um, just think how valuable that can be. Like, a lot of times we expect people to act just like us. They're like, why aren't they doing this? Because I would do it like this. You know, and we we start to kind of make these comparisons and it's like human design for me personally has really been valuable because I like, I've been, Pulling up everybody's charts that I know and my friends and my family, my I mean, I know all my family's charts, and it's like, wow, this is just eye-opening and it's really helped my marriage. It's helped me be a better mom. Um, and I totally get like the hesitation for something new. You're like, where'd this come from? What's going on? Um, when I first pulled my chart, I was so like, oh, this is weird. This is I don't know, I don't know what these words are. This looks really funny. Um, and I put it away for like a year or two and then eventually picked it back up and it was like, okay, I'm actually going to I've heard a lot of people talking about it and how mm-hmm. valuable and helpful it can be in relationships and your business and everything um, and so I I was just like I had an open mind it's like you know I'm just going to like look at this and see how it feels and see mm-hmm you know does this resonate with me does it not resonate with me because like, there are contradictions with my faith mm-hmm. and really there are none and it's beautiful because it's like oh my gosh I feel so seen that's what most people say when I like yeah. look at their charts and I tell them a few things they're like oh my gosh like I have never felt so seen before and you just seem to get me and I'm <laughs> like yeah I've known you for five minutes but this is just like your design like it's a beautiful thing um and I think it's cool because human design often doesn't tell you anything new that you don't already know because this is you. It's more like for me, at least it gives me validation. Like, Oh my gosh, like there's nothing wrong with me Mm -hmm. when I'm acting in this way. This is, this is like how I was designed. And really it's my job to step into like the highest expression of this gift or trait or whatever. So that's kind of a brief overview of what human design is. We don't need to get into like all the, Right. science and
0: everything yeah. <laughs> behind it cuz right and and just to clarify if, if that question is kind of hanging out there it's not future telling it's not divination it's nothing like that it really is just a an understanding of how god created you and then we get to take that information and say hey there's there's we- there's strengths and weaknesses to this aspect of it and so how can i learn about it in order to work on my weaknesses and focus on my strengths and when you are coming at it from a relationship perspective. Like we're going to talk about communication today. That can be incredibly helpful. Um, And if you're talking about business, like your human design is going to impact the way you work and the way you think. And so trying to fit into the box that somebody else is um, creating is not always going to work because you have a different human design. And so I'll just just kind of throw one of the biggest learnings for me that I have learned as a manifester is that it's my job to inform. And so (laughs) what I've noticed is that a lot of times I will be thinking about things or creating things or having ideas or like process, full processes, like going on in my head, in the background of my life. And nobody else knows that. Right, and it's like, well, hey, can't you mind read a little bit? Like, or I'm I'm struggling with something, and I just don't really want to tell anybody about it, and therefore, like, nobody has any idea of what's going on in my life, right? And now that might just seem like, oh, well, that's everybody, but as a manifester, like, there is a an energetic component to it where if I'm not verbally communicating to people what my plans are, what my vision is, what my ideas are, then they're not going to know what that means, and so they're not going to know how to support me or to come on board or even how to communicate with me about what's going on in my life. And so it's just really helped me to recognize that, that even when it is, um, or even maybe mostly when it feels uncomfortable to me, that that just that simple little action of communicating what's going on in my head and what's happening in my life is going to be beneficial for the relationships that I have and moving everything in my life forward.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And one other thing I want to mention about human design is that it's not—it's not going to give you like uh, what's the word? Uh, confirmation that you can act a certain way that isn't really the best way to act. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's—it's it's not a way to limit you, and it's not a way to like encourage you to. Be excuse bad behavior you know? yeah yeah right so i th- I see some people um on social media and they're like oh well that's just my human design and um i would like i just like to disagree with that because there's like Kylie said there's a high expression and a low expression to every part of your chart and i love the growth path like really seeing okay i'm really like in this low expression of this right now so how can i really take steps to to be more in that high expression so that I can show up more authentically and really like love the people in my life. Um, So yeah, just wanted to add that in, but yeah, it's just, it gives you tools and a system and language. So my husband and I use the language of human design quite a bit now, whereas like a year ago, we just didn't have that language. So it's really helpful in our communication and our marriage um, and even seeing our kids kind of be like, Oh, that's so interesting how Mm -hmm. they did that. Like, you know,
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, it, it changed. When you kind of understand like the general types, it really changes how you, like I, I lo- I've i looked at my sister and her family and I go, oh, all my nieces and nephews are these types and these human designs." I'm like, oh, this is going to be great understanding this to watch them grow up, you know, and have this different perspective of who they are and what their purposes are and their strengths and everything. So anyway, I'm, I'm excited about that. So let's get into communication. And I know that you are going to, Give us a, a, a broad. Uh, understanding of what the different types are. Um, so let's just pause for just a moment and say, everybody, if you do not have any idea what we're talking about, go to myhumandesign.com, put in your information, get your chart. You can download the app if you'd like to and have it in front of you while you listen to this so that anything that she says that is applicable to your particular type, you can make a little note on that or um, you know resonate with it as it kind of comes up. But this will be really helpful if you can have your chart and maybe your spouse's chart in front of you. So just pause this for... Just a moment and do that and then come right back. So Megan, tell us what are the different types and and let's jump into how they can impact communication.
1: Yes, and one thing about getting your chart, you will want to know your birth date, where you were born and the birth time. If you don't have your birth time, call up whoever has your birth certificate. If you don't have it, look at your birth certificate. You can call a hospital where you were born. Um, or if you just really have no way of knowing that you can choose like noon. Okay. Just kind of choose a time during the day. If it, Hopefully, it's going to resonate with you. If it doesn't, you can always reach out to me on Instagram or something, and I can help you um, pull a few different times and really figure out which one's going to resonate the most with you. So yes, we are going to get into the types. So there's five different types in human design. There's Manifestor, generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. And so I was thinking we just go down the list of all of the different types and kind of one at a time really talk about a brief overview of what that type is, like how that type should, you know, relate to the world and show up in the world. And then also if you are that type versus if you're married to that type, really how you can support each other and um, just encourage you with the, which is this design that you have been given. So we'll start with Manifestor. Manifestor is the type that's really here to start new things. or here to like break new ground and really initiate things. Kylene is a manifester. I am a manifester. And um, I think one of the way, reasons we work so well together is because we both are just like, oh yeah, you start this. Okay, that's great. You start this. Like, let's do this. And it's really fun to like bounce just that initiating power off of each other. So it, manifestors are here to initiate um, in order to do that in a way where people like come alongside you and really support you and what you're here to do, that's where that informing piece is so so valuable. That Kylene was mentioning, um, informing is just you just say out loud what you're doing. And for manifestors, sometimes that can be really hard because chances are a manifestor kid has been told they have to ask permission to do something or um they tried to just do something on their own like they wanted to do it and then they got in trouble for it or something so manifestors have a lot of these wounds that like oh I don't want to tell people what I'm doing because then they might try and stop me from doing what I want to do um Mm, oh that resonates
0: that resonates mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah I think we have a big thing about hey don't like if this is a great idea and I want to move forward like please don't um get in my way right Mm-hmm. Which I mean mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like saying that out loud everybody can relate to that in in one aspect or another but it it's such an interesting concept to to think about that being part of your uh, your the way you're created. And like we are just mm-hmm. here to like create things and so if something kind of inhibits that it's going to feel really frustrating. Mhm. Exactly. And there's only a couple of the
1: types that are really here to really just start something new um that really will feel supported in that initiating most of the types are actually here to like either wait for an invitation or wait and respond or like just wait till that timing is right so manifestors are unique in that way and um informing yeah it's just like one of those pieces of the puzzle that a lot of manifestors are like i don't want to like i just don't want (laughs) to i don't want to say out loud what i want to do um but it's not about asking permission. It's really allowing people to come alongside. And I'll give a few examples of just shifting wording can really help. Um, and I mean, some in human design we talk about the word conditioning or deconditioning. A lot of us have been conditioned to act a certain way, just like growing up in a household and you know, however your parents thought was the right way to act. You probably learned along the way that like, oh, I, if I act like this, then I get more love, you know, something like that. So, um, just keep that in mind because we've all been conditioned to be different ways. But just hearing the different types and how you really are designed to to act, there's a way to do this in a really powerful and loving way. So manifestors will have like a creation and rest cycle. So we really have this energy that comes through us. It's like, oh, I need to initiate this thing. We don't even always understand all the details at first. Like it can be like this, it's like this urge to like I have to do this. Um, and maybe the details come along like. As you start going, it's kind of taking a big leap of faith. Um, And then afterwards, we really have a rest cycle where we have to like, okay, that was a lot that I just put out there. Now it's time to just really slow down and rest. Um, I've heard the length of the rest cycle is proportional to the size of the thing that you've created. So if you're like you know, creating this huge thing, you may be like, I've heard of manifestors and rest cycles for a couple of years where it's like, they just, they don't have any like huge urges for a while. If it's like, I'm initiating making dinner, that's different, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to have to rest for a year. Um, So if you are a manifestor, a few things that I want to say to you would be, just to know that informing is not asking permission. Um, when you inform, you'll be able to do the things you want easier. And to know that not everyone is designed to just do things. Like not everyone is designed to just like start this big project. Um, most of the types need, like I said, to respond or wait for an invitation. Um, Kylie, anything you want to add to that? Cause you are a manifestor before I go the, into if the, you're married to one.
0: Yeah. The rest cycle is like the biggest, that was the most validating thing for me. I think in learning about my human design. And I think I did mention this before on the podcast, cause I've mentioned how we sometimes will, we try to batch, right? To accommodate the fact that like, Hey, if I'm like exhausted on the weekend or something, and we can't do a, an episode, then we have the space to do that while still producing a, a, a consistent product for everybody. Um, but it really validated because I grew up in a house full of generators, like literally everyone in my house, both of my parents and both of my sisters are generators. And you'll talk about that in a moment, but they are very go, 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 right? And so for somebody that had a different energetic cycle, um, I basically have always beat myself up in terms of, well, why can't I produce more? Why don't I have more energy? Why when I do this big thing like a concert or a launch or you know whatever it is, do I get so fatigued and just like have to take a break, you know? And I'm like constantly on this pursuit of like more energy, more energy, more production, right? Because that's like the ideal. It's like who I want to be, right? And so understanding that the way I have functioned most effectively is normal and actually good and how I was created to be and that I can not actually work against it, but with it to be the most productive and most impactful human that I that I can be on on this planet in this life. Um, that to me is so validating and gives me so much reassurance. Uh, so that, that was really cool for me to learn. I really liked that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love that about human design and that is that, like I said, it's not like you learn something new about yourself. It's more just like, Oh my goodness, this is Mm -hmm. how I've been feeling. Like, of course, um, which is just so cool. So if you are married to a manifester, um, I would say my biggest tip for communication is to make sure that you're not asking them to respond to you too much. So um, this is something my husband and I have talked about a lot. And, you know, general conversation a lot of times is like, how are you doing? What are you doing? How's this thing going? And for a manifester, a lot of times that like responding energy is really draining. So... (laughs)
0: Kylie, I see your face. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, it's like so much pressure. Okay, so my husband is trying to be so sweet and he will like ask me like, how's work going or how's the specific project that you're working on or whatever it is, right? Over the course of our relationship. And this is fascinating to me because there have been times where I am like, I don't want him to ask me these questions because to me that feels like pressure. It's so weird. And I'm like, he's just trying to be nice. Like he wants to be involved in my life, right? He wants to be supportive Mm -hmm. and he's doing such a good job. And here I am like, don't ask me that question. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I think for manifestors, we feel that pressure and that pressure to like respond and like keep, it's the same kind of idea you were saying, like keep up with people, like people want to know. So I have to tell them. And really, so I would have, instead of asking if you're married to a manifestor, instead of asking like, how's that project at work going? You can just make like a simple word shift and say, whenever you're ready, I would love to hear about that project at work. And oh like, that gosh. feels so different. It's like, it's putting the ball in your court. If you're like, I'm not ready to talk about that right now, but now I know they are ready. Like they mm. want to know. So that's communicating. I-, I love you. I want to hear from you when you're ready. Right. It really just puts the ball in the manifestor's court, which is really amazing. For us, speaking from a manifestor's <laughs> <From position. laughs> perspective. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, for energy purposes, really allowing them to rest when they need it. And if you find that they're doing things like not telling you and you're like, why aren't you telling me what you're doing? It's likely because they don't feel like they have, they trust that they're going to be able to do it if they talk, talk about it. Like they're like sneaking the chocolate chips in the, in the kitchen. It's like, well, I don't want anybody to know. Cause I really want a chocolate chip and I don't want to, I don't want to tell anybody. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of this like manifestor conditioning from when they're a kid and they want to do something and somebody told them no. And then like, so manifestors, I don't think I mentioned this, but manifestors, um, when they're feeling really aligned and good, they're going to feel peace is that signature emotion. And when they're out of alignment, they're going to feel anger. So each of the types has a different like emotional pair there. And, um, that anger can come if you're a manifestor or if you're married to a manifestor and you notice they're like really angry or like resentful. A lot of times it's because they're not informing. Like, honestly, that's most of the time what's happening. If you just mm-hmm. say I'm even for a manifestor informing, it doesn't have to be, does anyone want to go to the store with me or like letting someone else is like, um, can I go to the store right now? Versus like I'm going to the store in five minutes And letting anybody, if anybody else is like, I want to come, great, you can come, whatever. But just stating it as, this is what I'm doing. Whoever wants to come along is going to come along. And that's true in business. That's true in life. Um, But it's not just like, I'm starting this thing. And people can come along if they want to come Mm -hmm. along. You're invited. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're invited. And I'm just telling you what I'm doing, right? Cool. Okay, we're going to, we can move on to generators if you're ready, unless you have anything you want to say about manifestors.
0: I th- yeah. I think yeah. that's, I think that's real. It's so much of that resonates with me. Yeah.
1: Okay. So generators, um, are here to really work hard at the things that they love. So their strategy is, you know, manifestors are to initiate generators are here really to respond so they can respond to ideas. They can respond to other people. They have that energy to really respond. Um, they feel satisfaction. That's that signature emotion that they have when things are really in alignment for them and they're following that strategy. Um, and their authority, which we won't talk in detail about today, but that's really the way you make decisions. And if they're really out of alignment, they're going to feel frustrated. So they have satisfaction versus frustration. Um, If you are a generator, um, know that you may have more consistent energy than your partner or your kids. Generators really have this like battery inside of them that refills with things that they love doing. So that's why I said, you're really here to do things that you love to do. Um, if you're working at a job that you just despise, you're not going to feel that energy and you're going to get drained. You're going to burn out. Um, it's really important for you. Even if you have a job, you're not totally loving right now, find something in the evenings that you can do that really is going to fill up that tank for you. Um, The generator types, which includes the next type, we'll talk about manifesting generators. So generators and manifesting generators together are about 70% of the population. So it's a pretty big chunk of people. And so that kind of makes it easy to feel like everybody's like me. Everybody has this energy to like, go, go, go. Um, That's not true. (laughs) And it's important to just acknowledge there may be people around you in your life um, that don't have that consistent energy and just kind of having an open, open mind about it's okay. Um, and not pressuring people to have that energy. So if you're married to a generator, my husband is a generator. So if you're married to a generator, I have a lot of experience here. So encourage them to find ways to have fun and enjoy, like I said, enjoy something in their day. Even if it's a little something after a really hard day, if they're working on a project they really don't want to be doing, like make sure they have like kind of like a reward at the end of the day. Okay, you get to do this, that you, I know you love doing this. That's great. Um, They are going to be best in alignment when they're responding to things. So responding to ideas, responding to you. They're not necessarily the initiators. Like we talked about, the manifestors are those initiators. Um, And while they can initiate, it doesn't just come easily to them. So (laughs) there's a lot of Mm. women who are like, I just wish that my husband would spontaneously take me out to dinner or something, right? Like for a generator, that's not going to be necessarily something they just do, right? That's initiating this new idea. It might not even be in their awareness. Whereas if you plant the seed, right? Communication, you say, you know, I'd really love to go to dinner. I'd love for you to plant it. That's like, you're giving him something to respond to. Okay. Mm. So you can, you can use these tools in a way that really allows it to feel good to do it, right? And yeah. of so like, why don't you ever take me to dinner? It's like, hey, I'd really love for you to do this. It'd, it'd, it'd mean a lot to me. You're really communicating with love. <laughs> and
0: mm-hmm. um, it's just such a different energy in that conversation. Yeah, um, that's, that's really interesting because um, I'm thinking about a particular relationship in my life where when I started understanding human design, I was like, oh, maybe I should have invited them or in my case you know like informing them of what i'm you know thinking mm-hmm. or feeling or whatever mm-hmm. so that the the response would be a little bit different so that's really fascinating to kind of know generators like need that invitation it's not that they don't want to spend time with you or it's not that even that they don't want to support you or whatever it is that you're talking about um but they almost need like that door to be open, like maybe even particularly with or in relationship to a manifester because of our closed door, which I know you didn't mention, but uh, because they can't read you, right? So um, that is kind of a really big aha moment of like the relationship between manifestors and generators, like making sure that you are creating that invitation so that they can then respond.
1: mm mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be an invitation. It can be like, you leave some dinner menus out and say, mm-hmm. Hey, choose one, you know, mm-hmm. like you're, you're saying, go ahead, respond to whatever you, like, you know, you're letting them kind of figure out what feels good to them. Cause there can be a lot of, you know, like I said, you know, you don't want to force them to do something that they don't want to do. Okay. That's right. like the worst, mm-hmm. the worst for a generator. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like being careful not to force them to finish everything that they start. Like, um, generators are really here to be really great at what they do. Um, they work hard at it and they do something that they love and they keep at it and they become experts, right? Like they they get to be really the experts at, at whatever they're doing. Um, and if you force them to finish something that they didn't don't really love, you're really encouraging that burnout to really happen. So mm-hmm. yes, you did mention. So manifestors, they talk about manifestors having a... Cl- Closed aura, which I really despise that phrasing, but <laughs> that's okay. Name.
0: I know it sounds um, so off-putting. Yeah.
1: I've also heard it called um, repelling and magnetic. Like there's two sides to it. So mm-hmm. for manifestors, um, it's like you don't, you can't like read a manifestor really, which can be hard for a manifestor. It can be hard to be on the other side of it. You don't know what they're going. which is why we inform, right? That's why we use our voice. Um and with the generator, the opposite is true. So the generator, I've heard him described like a teddy bear, like you just, you feel good around them, like everybody likes you, you know, you can really tell how they're feeling. Um, and so they kind of everybody has their different auras, which is really why like the strategies are what they are as we're talking about it, it really all makes sense. Um, So for manifestors, you can either repel people. If people come up and they're like, Oh, I don't really like what she's talking about. I'm going somewhere else. That's, that's there to protect a manifestor and their energy because we don't have the energy to really respond to everybody around us um, whether, you know, they're right for us or not. And at the same time, there's going to be people who are really magnetized to what you're saying. So I prefer the whole magnetizing and propelling. It has two sides to it rather than just like closed. Cause that feels really not right. very nice.
0: Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs>
1: um, okay. So manifesting generators, that's the next type. These are going to be, a combination of a manifestor and a generator primarily they're a generator. So they have that energy, that consistent energy when they're doing things that they love, but they also have a little bit of this manifestor energy where they can actually respond to things around them and then initiate. Um, It's kind of a, like they got, they have both of them. So um, they're going to feel a combination of satisfaction and peace, right? We're combining the manifestor and the generator, when they're in alignment and then when they're really out of alignment or when they're not following their strategy and authority, they're going to feel like a combination of frustration and anger. And so, um, manifesting generators I've heard referred to as like, really like multitaskers. They've got a lot going on. (laughs) <laughs> kyleen's husband is a manifesting oh my generator gosh,
0: yes he cannot stop he has so much energy it's like go 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 all the time like and i did hear someone say that manifesting generators out of all the types have the most consistent most flowing energy um he fits into that category he is just go 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 all the time 100 percent of the time unless he's sick <laughs> and even then it's like i refuse to be sick too long i have too much to do <laughs>
1: Yes. So they definitely have that consistent energy. Um, and I, I know a few manifesting generators and I can agree to that too. Like they've always got something going on. They're either like have a new idea or they have something else they want to do, or they kind of go on, go on, And it's a lot of that, like, they're going to take shortcuts if they can to, to get somewhere faster because they want to do more and they want to get somewhere faster. Um, People will say nowadays that, like, we're not designed to be multitaskers, but I've heard for manifesting generators, that's not totally true. Like, they really. <laughs> They're, they're just like, they've got a lot going on. Um, if you are a manifesting generator, just know that not everyone moves as fast as you and can handle everything that you can. Um, just trusting yourself to respond and then initiate and always using that informing piece that we talked about with the manifestors because you do have that mani- that manifester part of you um, and making sure that if you're feeling any resistance, you're really informing and making sure... First of all, that you have been responding to something and then initiating. So it's kind of that's the order that they typically go in. Um, if you're married to a manifesting generator, know that they are naturally people who find shortcuts so that they can get more done faster. It's not a reflection of anything other than how they're designed. And. Um, they need to enjoy what they're doing just like a generator and you can follow their lead as they initiate. If that's, if that's a struggle, um, I would encourage you to like dig deeper to figure out what's going on underneath that. There could be tension like, Oh, I don't want to take their lead, you know? And that's kind of true with a manifestor too. Um, if you're married to someone who really has that initiating power and you're really resisting like, oh, I don't, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to follow their lead. Like, really, kind of figure out. Look at your charts. Like, is there some sort of conflicting? Like, is there a manifestor, manifesting generator? Maybe you need to figure out how. Like, which areas each each of you wants to lead in, or you know, having those conversations can be helpful. Um, anything else to add, Kylie? You are married to a manifesting yeah. generator.
0: I mean, I feel like he's so. Um, like I was mentioning, just so energetic and he gets so much done, um, but he is since he's gotten into recovery he's like a really good communicator too um so I thought that was interesting at the end when you were saying manifester and manifesting generator both have the initiation and and balancing that because I think through recovery as he's kind of stepped into like all of the positive parts of his design and um really gotten rid of the stuff that like would have caused anger or frustration like in in that conflict internally, he really resonates with like the good parts of this and then we, I, I think we would definitely take charge in quote unquote leadership or initiation like in different aspects of our relationship for sure. And he's always to his credit been like really good with my different level of energy. Um, but we do laugh about it a lot because I'm like, like I'll be like, listen, I said I'm going to bed, which means like I'm literally heading into the room to like wash my face and place my body in the bed. And like he's off doing like 10 different chores to like get ready for bed. he always has these lists, but you know, it works, it works really well. And we end up, um, as long as we're communicating, um, balancing Mm -hmm. each other pretty, pretty nicely.
1: Yes. And I would, I mean, I would just add to that, that it's not like, two types are like good together and other Mm -hmm. two types are like not good together. It's really about communicating and understanding how like that science of differentiation. How, how am I different than this person? And, and can I view their differences as gifts? Like that's one thing Mm -hmm. that I love about human design is really seeing, oh, they have these gifts that I don't have consistent access to. And like, how can you use that as like a really Mm -hmm. positive
0: forced to move you forward in your relationship. Right. Um, And I mean, and I think even just what you were saying, like some of the things that are literally just rewording something so that it mm -hmm. aligns better with them and their energy and then they receive it better. I think that's huge, huge, huge. And we can use that in so many areas of life. Mm
1: -hmm. And even, I mean, if you are in that situation where your husband says something and you're just like irritated, you don't even know why. That's one of those things that's like, just start to dig a little deeper. Like, why am I irritated right now? What, like, what is it? Maybe it's something in your human design. Maybe it's like something else going on that's totally unrelated. And so I think human design is a really awesome, like doorway. It's like, yeah, you can use this as a way to dig in and figure out, is there something in my life, whether it's this conversation or something totally different, that's really not how I want it to be. Okay. We're going to move on to projectors. So projectors, um, are the systems experts. They're like the guides of society, Projectors see people very deeply and they, they understand things at a very deep level. Um, so their strategy is to wait for an invitation because I've heard this metaphor, like if somebody <laughs> comes up to you and you don't really know them, but you're, they're like, hey, I know your deepest, darkest secrets. Like, let's talk about it. And you'd be like, ooh, uh, like boundary. Hello. Like, <laughs> I don't even know you. What's going on? Um, that's how a projector can come across when they don't wait for that invitation Mm -hmm. versus someone, you know, really well. And you're like, Hey, can you tell me what you see going on in my life? Like, I I really would like your input here that that information is going to be received so differently. So if you're a projector, um, just know that that invitation, you can ask for an invitation. (laughs) You can totally do that. You can say, Hey, I see some things, let me know if you're okay with me sharing them. Okay, you can ask for an invitation. It's not like you're just stuck there waiting for people to invite you to do something. You can ask for it, but just it's kind of a way to smooth the way for you to make sure that that you're going to be able to do what you're here to do. So projectors, they're positive that a signature emotion is success. They're going to feel really successful when they, they're able to really help people and guide them and really show what they see or like tell them what they see going on. Um, when they're out of alignment, it's going to be bitterness. It's going to be like, oh, why, didn't, why don't they understand me? So there can be a lot of bitterness with a projector. Um If you are a projector, just know that you see people at this really deep level and that not everyone is wanting that perspective at all times, um, which is why you really have to either ask for that invitation and wait for them to say yes or just wait to be invited. if you don't wait for that invitation, you may find yourself being rejected and feeling really bitter. And that's one of like the core wounds for projectors is really, you know, they they put themselves out there. They're trying to like do something good. And then somebody says, Ooh, like, don't do that. We're not
0: ready Mm -hmm. for that right now. And that can feel really hurtful for, for, I think for anyone, but especially a projector. I always like that um, um, that recommendation of communication where someone is sharing their problem and you respond with, would you like, a, do you want me to fix it? It's like, do you want advice or do you just want support? Do you just want me to listen? Right? That might be like a great mm-hmm. line for a projector in a marriage.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it can be, um, yeah, I, I, I have some ideas when you're ready for them. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm here. Just know I'm ready. Just t- You have to tell me when, right? Um, it's kind of like if you're having a conversation and you see a doorway open to really like share all the things that you see like that the other person is doing that is either mm-hmm. like not the way you would do it or whatever, like that mm-hmm. can, if it's in the wrong timing, that can really be, Um, I can do the opposite of what you're trying to do. You're trying to build connection and really that can like be like, Whoa, I wasn't ready for that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that. Um, Um, I'm here to listen to you when you're ready for advice. I'm, I'm, I'd love to offer some support in whatever way you need. Um, if you're married for, to a projector, um, really invite them in, like take that step to invite them in, to share their perspectives, um, help let them guide you towards what. Like what they see, like I said, projectors see things very deeply, and they're here to guide us. Like we, we need to say, okay, I'm ready. Like you know, it can be kind of vulnerable, right? Like you can even say, be gentle. Like I'm ready, but just like you know, baby steps. <laughs> if yeah. you know someone, like will really, really go deep, and mm-hmm. you're only ready. If, you know, you want to invite them in, but you don't want to like ooh, mm-hmm. be like you know. You can use your words in so many different ways with mm-hmm. these things. Um, recognition is big for a projector. They love to just, they need to know that they're appreciated and they need to know that they're seen. Mm. Um, they need to know that they're valued. Um, and so communicating those things to projectors and projectors don't have that battery that generators and manifesting generators do. So really allowing that rest as needed, they don't have the cycles necessarily that a manifestor does, but they're just going to need to really tune into their body and, know when they need to rest. And so uh, if you're married to a projector, really allowing that to happen and just understanding they just, there's nothing wrong with them. They just need rest right now. So mm. that's, those are my projector thoughts.
0: Yeah. that. So I have some very close friends that are projectors. So it's really interesting to kind of just hear this. I mean, you, you're talking about Uh, marriage relationships and communication, but I think that goes to all relationships, right? Just understanding them more deeply. And I loved what you said about um, them needing to feel appreciated. I think that is so, I mean, it's not like everybody doesn't need that, but I think everybody needs that in a different way, right? Because we're all very specific in how we receive things and how we process things and how we feel things. And I have really noticed that about the projectors in my life. They are deeply feeling people. And um, do they have like the the emotional center? Is is that most projectors Not or no? No, Okay. Not necessarily. So they just feel things deeply and they see things in. Um, so hearing me, for me to be a better friend to these people, to regularly reach out and just let them know how much I appreciate them in my life, um, that is a huge click for me to make sure that I'm like affirming them.
1: Mm-hmm. And especially if it's someone you know closely, if it's a friend, if it's someone you're married to, like... Whatever it is, you're gonna see that in their face, like in their whole body. You say, I just want you to know I really appreciate you. Like, I Mm -hmm. see your value. I see that you, like, I see this, what you're doing, and I see that you're guiding me, and I see this. They're gonna be like, like you're going to be able to tell it's going to yeah. make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the positive feedback, right? Like you see what it does to them. You're like, wow, I want to do that again. That made them feel so good. Yeah. And it's just using some words, right?
0: Yeah. I love learning that because to me that that goes all of this kind of is very similar to like learning somebody's love language. It's really like, how can I communicate to you that I appreciate you? And how can you learn how to communicate to me? And a lot of times when you're thinking about it from a love language perspective, but I'm sure it's the same in human design, we have this natural tendency or like ego to think like, well, everybody's like me. And so what feels good to us, we kind of assume will feel good to everybody. So let me just communicate that way. And that doesn't work because there's so many unique personalities and styles and lives and and everything. And so I think it's so important to kind of learn these about people you really care about because that it, it does sometimes in our own brain require a little bit of a shift in in the words that we use or the type of communication that we use in order to... To tell somebody that they're valued. And, you know, I think this is like absolutely crucial when you are going through something like recovery from betrayal and addiction, because the communication aspect becomes incredibly important. And then this can help you communicate in a way where you feel seen and heard and valued and appreciated to begin that rebuilding of trust and consistency in the relationship. And maybe if you're learning this now, create that 2.0 version of your relationship that's better than it was before all of this happened. So I think tools like this are amazing because it allows you to really build up the other person in the specific way that they feel heard and seen, right? So it's like, if I... Wrote you a note every day, like Patrick writes me notes every day. It's so cool because it's like words of affirmation and a gift, like all in the same package. It's like I love it. (laughs) Um, so it's really, it's really sweet, right? I wake up every morning and I have a, a cup of coffee next to the bed and I have I have a note on my desk. It's really cool. So like, but if if I was maybe something else like quality time, right? Maybe that would not be appreciated by me. I might go, oh, that's so nice, but it might not resonate. Right? Um, so I think kind of understanding these little things about your partner can make a huge difference in making them feel loved.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think what's awesome about human design is that even if, you know, if you're really struggling and you're going through a betrayal situation... Um, Maybe you don't even know what you need. Like you might not even be able to say, "Here's what I need right now." But if you can look at their human design chart, you see how they're designed, and it's like, "Well, I'll try this today, and we'll see how this lands." I'll try this today, we'll see how this lands. Like you can kind of have, you know, a little umbrella. Like, okay, here's a, name. like, here's some things that I've heard that can be helpful for this type. So I'm going to try them and see. Like that's that can be like a, an yeah. awesome way to just give different things a try, and you have at least some narrowed <laughs> narrowed down selection based on what type they are. Okay, cool. So one more type is the reflectors. The reflectors are very rare. It's only 1% of the population and the reflectors are really here to just mirror back what they see. So they're kind of like the quality control of society. So I've heard um it's So on, on your chart, if you're looking at your chart, all those different um, shapes, triangles and squares and diamonds are called centers. Reflectors have none of them colored in, which we can go into that another time. <laughs> but what that means is they're really open. They're so open in every aspect of their being to what's happening on the outside of them. They're open to really absorbing other people's fears. They're open to absorbing other people's emotions and they're open to absorbing other people's ideas and all of this stuff. Okay. So they're open everywhere. And so for reflector, um, your strategy is going to be to really wait like a lunar cycle. So a whole month is what is advised in human design. Reflectors are going to feel surprise as their signature emotion, kind of like, wow, Hmm. (laughs) this is actually working. Oh my goodness. Um, and they're going to be disappointed when they're out of alignment or when something's not working quite right. Um, So if you're a reflector, know that you are incredibly unique. Um, You're here to mirror back to others what you see um, in them, what you feel in them, and just show us as a society what you're seeing. So finding an environment that feels good to you is going to allow you to make decisions faster um, than the whole month, right? Like you can kind of track if you have a decision to make. Do I want to do this? Yes or no? Day one, how am I feeling? Mm, your day one, how am I feeling? The more days you have in a row that you're like, yep, this is what I'm doing, the more confident you can be. And the reason is that the moon cycles through all these different um, phases and energies, and you are absorbing everything around you and the environment and from other people. And so it's kind of hard for, harder for you to really know what's mine and what somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's advised to really wait that time. Um, and so if you're married to a reflector, really giving them that time that they need to make a decision, releasing that pressure on them to be consistent, um, and know that they're very sensitive people and there's, there can be beauty in that. I think in our, um, our culture, like being sensitive or being inconsistent, those words can kind of have a negative connotation. But I think that there's, it's like, there's, it's by your design, right? Like, being inconsistent there can be value in that being consistent there's value in that being sensitive you know that's that can be a really really helpful thing so they may be picking up the fears of other people around them so just making sure like you can monitor your own energy and emotions um so that you're not projecting onto them all these fears that they're going to like mirror back to you right so um that is a reflector. I haven't met a reflector in person yet um, because, I mean, they're so rare. It's only 1% of the population.
0: Yeah, I, ha- I haven't either. Um I always like that manifestors are kind of rare at 9%. I'm like, oh, we're super cool. <laughs> but we do mm-hmm. exist. We're out there. Like I've met manifestors, but um, but no, reflectors, I've never met one. So I'm, I'm curious if I'll ever kind of run into one and what that, you know, what what that will feel like because I have met and interacted with all of the other types at this point. And so I kind of can resonate with a lot of this. Um, So I just mm-hmm. I would love to re- meet a reflector. So if you're a reflector, reach out to me. I'd love to get to know you. Let's be friends. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is so helpful, Megan. I love, I just love this so much. Um, I think it's really cool to learn about all the types and then also like how, how do we support them and how do we understand ourselves and our partner better? I think that goes so far. And I know that this is just the, the absolute tip of the iceberg when it comes to human design. So... What else is out there? Like what other parts could really, if somebody is resonating with this and going, oh my gosh, like I did not know I was a generator and that makes so much sense and how I interact with all my friends and family. And, um, you know, I have so much more energy than my projector friend and all this kind of stuff. um, And they want to learn more. Like what is there? Is there more?
1: There is. There's always more with human design. I think I'm in I'm in a certification program. I think there's like five hundred videos or something. Oh my no, goodness. I-, I mean, there's just it, it goes so deep. So you don't have to take it that deep. I've heard if you just implement your strategy in something called your authority, which would probably be the next layer, but we're not gonna talk your ear off too much today. <laughs> Um if you can implement those two things your life is going to shift tr- like tremendously so your authority is really how you're designed to make decisions and um most people these days who aren't really aware of human design or this idea is that they make to-do they're like they make pro con lists right they're like okay do i want to do this or this here's the good things about th-. they really like put it in their head like they make it about logic or like um People, people think you need to think it out, think it over, right? All the phrases we have about making decisions, but really no one is designed to make decisions just by thinking about it. Um, we're actually designed to make decisions according to different parts in our body. And so it's going to feel differently to each person Mm -hmm. and each person is going to have a different process to really making decisions, especially big decisions. Um, so that's really, I think the next Part of the puzzle that you really want to understand. So, on your chart, it'll say authority and it'll tell you what your authority is. You can reach out on Instagram if you want to learn more. There's so many people talking about human design these days. So, you can even Google it and um, see what comes up. But um, I think that's super helpful. And then also just understanding all those centers in your chart. So, like I was saying a little bit earlier, they're either going to be colored in which means defined, which means you have consistent energy coming from that center, Mm. or they're going to be white, which is undefined, which means you're going to be really open and you're going to have inconsistent energy there, but you're going to be able to like reflect um, what's happening around you and understanding how to really process what's going on around you with those open centers is going to be extremely helpful. Mm. So um, I wanted to share one more thing. If you are looking at your chart... Um, you can if you you're gonna have to like kinda like maybe squint, like just don't don't pay attention to anything that like you don't it's like all the the numbers. You don't need to know the numbers for what I'm about to tell you. But if you look at your chart, you can um kind of look at the paths. So the lines between the centers are called channels. And just look at those paths, and that's really paths that how your energy is going to flow. So the third one from the top, the square there, that's your throat center. So when we're talking about communication, that's really an important center to really be aware of. Like what energy is coming out from the throat? Um, You might see lines going down to the right, like a whole line. You might see lines going down to the left. You might see them you know, coming out of that center from any direction and understanding what are each of those centers? How, like what, what kind of energy is there, um, can really help you trace like what, what you're, what's going to be easy for you to communicate and what's not going to be as natural for you. Mm. It doesn't mean you can't, but it means you don't have that consistent flow of energy coming there. So Mm. I'll use Kylene in my chart as an example. So Kylene's chart from, she has a defined throat and, um, the center right above that is called the Ajna, which is really where your beliefs, your perspectives, um, how you think about things. So she has a like a, a channel there, that line that goes from that center down to her throat. And you can know, since you're on Kylene's podcast, that she is able to communicate her beliefs and her perspectives and how she's thinking about things very clearly. She also has a line down to the right, which is her emotional center. So she has consistent energy coming from her emotional center, how she's processing emotions up to her throat. So she's able to communicate what emotions are happening. And probably like in the moment, I think you were saying you can do that. Like you just know, right? Not everyone is going to be able to do that. And even knowing that right there, some people are going to be able to just say how they feel very quickly. And some people are not. Okay. Mm So compared to my chart, I do not have, The only line, like full line that I have from my throat center goes down to the left, which is the splenic center, which is kind of fear and intuition. It's really kind of like a really primal type um, center. And that center then connects other places. So you can kind of like trace all these different ways. Mm -hmm. So my spleen then connects down to what's called the root center, which the root center is kind of like adrenaline, like pressure to like kind of move and do things. Mm -hmm. So for me, how I feel that is like, I feel this like pressure to do something. It goes to my spleen, like, is this right for me? Okay. Is this, You know, is this, does this feel good? Does this feel safe? Does this feel easy? And then I'm going to be able to talk about it. I'm going to be able to share about it. How do I feel about Mm. something? Um, Which is really a cool way um, to just kind of be able to map out if you can understand even really high level of the centers, just like. Starting to pay attention, tune into your body when you're when something's happening. Like, where's this coming from? Is this like a pressure? Is this something something that I really want? Is this emotion? Is this intuition? Is this the perspective? You know, I think that can be really helpful too.
0: Mm, That's so cool. Yeah, that's really really helpful. And uh, yeah, I I get that all the time. That it's like my my thoughts and my beliefs, and my (laughs) I can communicate them very clearly. Um, But that's really interesting. I find because my throat is defined, which means it's very important for me to use my voice and to communicate these things. And what I think is really interesting about this is when we go against that and how energetically that is so negative for our body and for our physical health. And I've always associated the fact that I had a lump near my throat, um, that, that where my cancer developed that that had to do with um you essentially suppressing use it, using my voice and so now in so many ways on the podcast and in life and in my business and and all these kinds of things it's essentially like what i do all day every day is <laughs> like releasing that energy right and um but that really i think plays an impact in our mental and emotional health Over time, when we're living in that alignment, if you just think about the emotional piece, when you're living in alignment and you're feeling satisfaction, you're going to have better mental and emotional and physical health. If you are living your life in the anger, the bitterness, or the frustration, that is going to take a toll on your physical health over time. And so, learning these, I think, allows you to kind of understand why you're feeling certain ways and also kind of guides you in the aspect of, oh, well, if I change the way I word some things or if I change how I interact with people or I understand, and how I'm designed and maybe that means that I would be better serving my energy over here then you can make those shifts and um, understand yourself and others better moving more easily throughout the world and in your relationships oh yeah yeah that's so good love it <laughs> Well, thank you so much. That was so helpful. Um, I hope all of you had your chart in front of you so that as she was talking about your specific type that you could um, resonate and kind of take some notes about communication. But I know there's so much more to learn. So if you want to follow Megan uh, on Instagram, it's at it's Megan Barrett, B-A-R-R-E-T-T. And if you are interested in continuing learning more about human design, um, go to redeemingrootscoaching.com forward slash training. And there's a free training that she has created that's super great. And it talks about how to break through fear, doubt, and worry using your unique human design. So it's really another way to look at your chart, see the undefined centers and what um, comes up for them um, through them. And, you know, in this podcast, we talk a lot about. Uh, limiting beliefs and fears and insecurities and how those really are uh, what you need to address in order to achieve recovery and full and complete healing in your life and to move forward. And what Megan did so well in, in this training is Show it through the lens of human design what your open centers are and how the limiting beliefs may be coming through those centers. And of course, using subconscious reprogramming and um, and that type of approach, how you can actually address it and it doesn't have to take you your whole life to do so. So I would highly encourage that you do that. The link is uh, in the show notes as well. But if, you're, uh, if, you, if this has interested in you at all, I highly recommend that you reach out to Megan. Megan, do you also do um, human design charts? For people. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah, I
1: have, um, right now I have a 30 minute like chart kind of go over your chart and a 60 minute. And that's, I think the 60 minute is really 30 minute would be a pretty brief overview. Mm -hmm. Um, 60 minute is really going to be, um, a nice, kind of overview of your actual, like, customized chart. Like, mm-hmm. here's what your chart is. Here what Here's what it means. Um, I, I work really hard to make sure that the language that I'm using is really accessible to everyone. Um, I think if you just Google some human design things, it can get mm-hmm. just kind of... Um, unavailable to some people if, um, if you just don't understand what it's saying. So, um, yes, I do do that. And I love incorporating human design, like with my coaching clients. And, um, I mean, like I said, I, my husband and I use this language all the time. He'll be like, I think this is that undefined ego that's like really making, you know, this attaching my worth to whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, I think it really is. And then it gives us an entryway, right? So with my coaching clients, it's like, hey, I see this design and I see that you're not actually living in this way, perhaps. Like, Kylene, you are using your voice, but however many years ago, perhaps you weren't. And if you can spot that and say, you Mm -hmm. have this energy that's like wanting to come out of your throat. And if it's not, they're like our actual problem. Like I have Hashimoto's, Mm -hmm. my thyroid is because I was the same way. I was like, oh, I'm the quiet person. I don't talk, but I have that defined defined throat, which means I need to be speaking Mm -hmm. and sharing my perspectives or my, um, for me it's more my intuition um for you it's your perspectives and beliefs and your emotions so um it's just i think it's just a really cool tool um totally changed my life and helped me really just see myself differently and see just the gifts. Like another thing I don't think I mentioned was that all the types are really designed to work together. And it's really cool to just kind of see how, you know, the manifestors can initiate, the generators can respond, the manifesting generators can be doing their thing, the projectors can come along and say, here, let me guide this project. And then the reflectors are there just like, hey, I see this happening. And like, it's really cool to see all the parts and pieces and all the different types come together.
0: Yeah, that's Um, so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your perspective and sharing um, all this information. I love it. I hope everyone else has found it as helpful as I have. I would highly encourage you to reach out, um, say hello to Megan and uh, send her a DM. Thank her for this podcast. It was helpful for you. But uh, thanks so much for being here thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast interesting or helpful, it would mean so much if you leave a five-star review or post a screenshot and share on social media. We are on a mission to share the message of recovery and you can help get the word out. If you know a friend who could use this podcast, please share it.